1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller & Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. And we're here for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. Thanks for uh, giving us your ear this morning, at least for part of it. BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. We're going to talk a lot of NFL today. Some college, a lot of college, a lot of media rights as well. That was what we'll start with. Uh, But the BMW of Des Moines guest list shaped up like this. We had a request to get more than just the Chiefs in here, <laughs> uh, which uh, we do on a daily basis with Mitch Holtis, who will not join us live today as they pack up at St. Joe's and uh, head back to Kansas City. But we do have a, uh, a soundbite from him. We'll start with Dave Sinekin. He's uh, the headcheese.com and covers the Green Bay Packers, 1025, latest on the Packers as they get uh, to the midway point of their training camp. Do a little Bears with the Bears blog as they're in action tonight uh, against the uh, Seahawks. Is that? Who has that game, Trent? Do you know? Is I don't know offhand, no. Um well it's gonna be on TV tonight. That's we good. know that. Hopefully it's not a point two or point four, but I am now uh back in So is that gonna be Buck and Aikman? Mm. I know they've got or a they've got be, a Monday night game too.
2: Is it gonna be the old crew?
1: I would lean that way if I had to guess. Yes. Because ESPN has a game Monday night, mm-hmm. and I would think that they would want to debut Buck Aikman on. Well, not debut. They've been together for mm-hmm. a long time. Just you get my drift on ESPN. Right. Um, so anyways, the game on ESPN tonight. I'm not sure who's calling it, but the Bears will be playing it. We're going to talk to Jeff Hughes from the Bears blog. Then we'll hear a couple of minutes from Mitch Holtis at 11.05. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a chance to catch up with our friend Stephen M. Sipple next week. He covers Nebraska, but there'll be in Ireland. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, Would yes. you do it? Yes. Could you make that? I mean, I know you've flown to Italy in the past. Yeah, yeah. But could you still... Oh, of course. We so just could? went to
2: Hawaii last year. That's true. With a then... Yeah, how He was just about two. Yeah. He was like 22 months. <laughs> and we pulled that off. It's a long plane ride. Right yeah, now. it's fine. I've never taken one. How you never you get, have? Not, no, not a long one. I mean,
1: I've flown coast to coast. But you've never... No, you have never, never left, left the, the continent. Con- never. Really? No desire. Because of the plane trip. It's not it's, that bad. That's what I'm
2: wondering. Yeah. You make it work. I guess. But being on an airplane for 12 hours at a time? Yeah. There's things to do. I guess. You got phones. You got TV.
1: Yep. Yeah, you watch a couple movies. prevented me from seeing the world. Exactly. So. My loss, right? Uh, but it would be cool to do. Sippel's going to join us at 11.05. We'll, we'll get the latest on the Huskers, but more so, or as important, uh, his take on the media rights, which were announced mm-hmm. this morning. We'll get to that momentarily. And then a few minutes with Kenny White. Uh, we talk a lot of sports betting on this, uh, on, uh, on these, in these two hours. Uh, if that's something that moves your needle, you'll like our show. Um, if it doesn't, <laughs> we do a lot of other things too. But Kenny White was, this is who he is. And I've, I've told this story before. When sports betting first came to Las Vegas and it was a line maker, they're putting up lines. Kenny White had all the, all the strip properties and he's a young guy at the time in his 20s. Mm-hmm. And he's in the lines at all the big properties. Many of those properties no longer there or have been knocked down and been replaced by, uh, the current, a hotel that stands in his place but uh he's certainly uh well in tune uh, he will tell you and i've seen it with my own two eyes he has a sheet on every college football player that's playing in any of the levels i tested him i i said flip to iowa state show me your page on zach spears who never plays <laughs> right good guy i like yep. zach spears a lot um
2: but somebody that you Went would. Think to the
1: page? There would not be a Zach Spears page. Precisely, because he's maybe third string, second string, mm-hmm. maybe. He traveled with the team because he was a teammate. He was a good guy. Everybody mm-hmm. loved him, right? And the team was, it was better to have Zach in the locker room every, even though he wasn't playing. Hope this gets back to him. I'm, I'm, I've always liked Zach Spears. Yes. But point being, Kenny White turned to the Zach Spears page. And there it was. There it was. And he had
2: it broken down of yes. what he
1: was and what he did. And, and how big of a loss? If he has to go in, yep. the starter comes out. But that's what he does. Anyways, he's, his NFL and his college football power ratings have been released. I know there are some people here that uh, subscribe to his service. And if mm-hmm. you bet on sports and you want some help, you don't want to do the, all the homework for you, uh, Kenny White Sports would be my recommendation. And he will join us for a few minutes at 1125 before we get back into sports. So, The big news today, obviously. Oh, one uh,
2: quick note. Yes. It will be for the Bears-Seahawks game tonight. I did find. This is a follow you need to have on Twitter. I know you're around your 200. You get nervous if it goes over. No, I went over. I went over. I'm 201. What? Yeah. Well, let's get you to 202. You will love this site. It is announcer skeds, Mm S-K-E-D-S, announcer skeds. And it's just who's doing play-by-play for everything going on that night in the TV and sports. This is something that I think you would really really enjoy. So, uh, yeah, it is going to be Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, Orlovsky, Rutledge on the uh, side for the game tonight.
1: Now, they will do some, uh, I think, not a handful. There's a double dip on on opening week Monday because, once again, I have to wait till the very last game of the weekend to see my squad. Exactly. but there's two games that night, and uh-huh. I know that there's a couple of other of those instances throughout the season. So this is the team that we're going to get. Yep. Well, that's good. Yep. Uh, so we'll get uh, we'll get those guys tonight. Riddick, Levy, uh, who else? Oh, Orlovsky. Yeah. And I like the, all those guys. I do too. And Laura Rutledge has mm-hmm. made a hell of a career. Yeah. I, I read a piece on her over the summer. Sometimes she, used to, when in, in the beginning, she was so. Gung-ho and bound and determined to make it in this business. She paid her own travel expenses to go around to these games. And look where she is now. That's impressive. ka yes. Speaking of ka-ching, <laughs> uh, the Big Ten got paid today. We knew it was coming. We thought that we had a pretty good idea. No, we're not We didn't come up with this on our own. Right. Yeah. We had heard and read that CBS is involved, NBC is involved, they want to own Saturdays. They own Saturdays, Trent, and mm-hmm. they it comes with an exorbitant price tag. And if you're a school uh, in the Big Ten, your athletic department um, just hit a banana uh, hit a home run as far as what it's going to do for their coffers. And here's the thing about the agreement that everybody's lost right now in all the dollar signs. Right? Mm-hmm. The Big Ten media rights will come up again before the SEC and the ACCs.
2: Another swing yes. and an absolute. Home run with a big bopper waiting on deck. This is the way that yep. Delaney did it, Yep. and this is the way now that Kevin Warren has done this. Mm-hmm. You get two cracks at it mm-hmm. before the other guys come around. Yeah. It was an absolute master plan when Delaney did it, and the same thing. And how much we've made fun of Jim Phillips and the ACC, something that they had to have, they felt. The ACC right. network, and they were going to sign a long-term mm-hmm. deal in order to get that. Every one of their athletic directors yep. demanded that. Yep. And so Jim Phillips went get. Now everybody makes fun of Jim Phillips because right. he did that deal. No, he, Who does he work for? Yes, his athletic directors wanted this. Right. And he it's it. not like he, did, he went rogue. You're right, exactly. He, and he now, answers. Everybody does. Mike Sly, this smart New Yorker that works uh-huh. in the SEC, he's smarter than everybody else. Well,
0: yeah.
2: you know what? Did he get duped a little bit here? I think he did, Trent. The
1: SEC is looking up at the Big Ten. Uh-huh. They are, Everybody is. Everybody's looking up at the Big Ten. What does that mean for the Pac-12? More importantly, from where we sit, what does it mean to the Big 12? Uh, we'll find out because uh, now that... Uh, the, the uh, Pac-12 who goes first uh, has the um, has the parameters of of what the I, I, some of their prospective partners are going to do in CBS and NBC. They're off the table. Uh, we'll see. But boy, oh boy, I just is it half? Mm-hmm. If it's if it's north, it's not far north. No, I,
2: I don't. I, I think half is a hopeful uh-huh. spot to be of that eighty million dollars, and it's eighty to hundred million dollars, right? It's, the estimated that'll escalate as the years go on. So
1: let's say it's 100, do do
2: they come No. They had, I think 40. Uh-huh. 40s are probably more realistic. Which you
1: number. could work with oh, because absolutely. everybody was that's the that's the money you're making right now, but when you're 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 staying, you know, on the same level mm-hmm. and one or two of the conferences are so much higher as far as um what they can bring in. I don't know. Remains to be seen. How I many more in. fountains do you need, though? Well, that's just room. it. Right? Yeah. By uh, the way, you see Florida's new locker room? Yes. That's, Jesus. <laughs> what a I Talk about... It, it's an arms race. It is. And you have to have it right now. But what the, um, the, the, the bad news that comes out of this, and I don't think this is 63-year-old man talking. I think that um, there's a lot of folks that, regardless of how old you are, that will feel this way because... You now have to have Peacock, mm-hmm. and you have to have ESPN Plus, and if you like the NFL, you have. What do we have to have? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Um, Apple for Friday. Apple night Apple for baseball. Friday night is coming and getting involved. Didn't Walmart just join the fray yesterday? What?
2: I didn't oh, maybe see this. you know
1: what? Maybe it's there, they're they're going to be Amazon. Oh, maybe okay. it's not TV. Gotcha. But so far, that's four streaming services that you have to have mm-hmm. in addition to your Directv uh, <laughs> or your Cable or your MediaCom or whatever it's going to be.
2: Cord cutting, are we really saving money when it's all said and done? No, and I I screamed about this seven, eight, nine years ago when this all started, and people started to say, this is the future, and I said, I know what this is ultimately going to be. It's going to be the exact same thing, and you're going to end up paying more. Yes. Look right now. So, Bally Sports has come out with now a standalone Mm -hmm. service where you can get Bally Sports for all the... All the ones that you have, and this is next week, right? That yes, this starts or so soon anyway. You're a Cardinals fan, and you don't have the Cardinals on your cable system. Now you can get it on a monthly basis uh-huh. for twenty dollars a month. All right, so you got twenty dollars a month. Let's say you got some cheap cable package, forty bucks. Mm-hmm. You're feeling good. You got a low rate with Mediacom, forty bucks a month. All right, you got that. Now you got twenty bucks to get your ballys, so you can watch your cardinals. Yep. All right, got that knocked out. Now you got, of course, you've got to have Netflix. There's fifteen dollars a month, and for the kids, got to have Disney Plus. Oh, sure. So you got that. Oh, now we're going to. Well, I can't forget about ESPN Plus. I have to have that. There's another fifteen dollars a month, mm-hmm. and you just keep adding into Apple TV and Amazon Prime and on and, 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 and on and on. I'm a Big Ten college basketball fan. I have to have Peacock. And now that hundred and twenty dollars a month that you were paying for your bundle that was so exorbitant, mm-hmm. you're paying a lot more mm-hmm. than that to get everything that you want, everything that was all bundled together, and all it took was a clicker remote to get mm. there. You know, I, I was thinking about this when, when I heard about it uh, driving in this morning. I, I wonder, and I'm
1: sure that Murph and Andy and AD will cover this this afternoon at some point. Does this
2: elevate Chris Hassel's opportunities? Oh, Because he's certainly yes. worthy. Yes, yes. That's a good call. You know, is he going to have an ability to... Even if it's just basketball. Right, or... How about a studio guy for? Oh yes, for CBS. Would that make sense? Right. Basketball. That's a good mm-hmm. call too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that would make a ton of sense. Does uh, Paul Permreister still work for NBC Sports? You know, he did so much with, like, the Olympics. Yeah, he does he still? Well, since we lost 220, it seemed like right. he was parked there a lot. Yes. I, I don't know that. But he's a guy that's done mm-hmm. plenty of football, play-by-play, obviously played die with two. Mm-hmm. I remember him from his days at KWWL. So Ullip where you're going
1: loop. is the announcer merry, merry-go-round because it's yeah. about to take flight again. Yeah, yes. A lot of, so
2: great. Hassel's going to have an opportunity. I hope so. Maybe Burmeister's going to have mm-hmm. an opportunity with Peacock and with NBC if he's still employed by them. Yeah, a lot of connecting dots right. here, and a lot of, and they're going to be looking for local, right? Like people that <laughs> know you, the Big Ten. Wh- where are you going? <laughs> not here. <laughs> no, I, I mean, just. Oh, I thought you were getting ready to leave me. No, <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Come on. This voice guy that can't handle Vegas and is still four days later feeling <laughs> like crap.
1: I, I saw you walk in. You had your glasses.
2: And on, and glasses I had are it still on, sitting in your BS yep. and I said, "Oh boy, you still not over." It. It. It's still not over. It, it's been a battle. We are. Really trending in a positive direction today, though. Mario, you You've yes. turned the corner. Really turned the corner. Got a got a good night's sleep. Woke up, felt as energized as I have <laughs> since I woke yeah, up. That on took Monday. its toll. It's Thursday, Trent, and you got home Sunday night. I'm an old man. I am really feeling. It. I can't, I just can't do it. Like the that lady drinking Jack straight out of a bottle in front of us when Spandex Nation was playing outside of Circa on Saturday night. Really, and I said straight that out like, of a bottle. Just straight. She had a CVS bag with a handle of. Jack Daniels. Yeah, she opened Because you can buy it on Fremont yeah. Street. Yeah. and she just starts chugging. I said that seemed like a good idea. Thank goodness I didn't partake on that. Felt like I did. <laughs> so who was who was the band that was performing? The Spandex Nation, the guys that do like the '80s Butt Rock cover band, like Motley Crue. Were they good? Oh yeah, they're fun. I, I really enjoyed it. We we're just laughing at the now. Band. How
1: many bands were on Fremont Street? Because because a lot of nights you have comp- competing, if you will, yeah. one end of the Fremont Street as. Right between Circa and Golden Gate, there's a big stage,
2: mm-hmm. and then there's one right uh, next to the D. Yep. Um, that's where the Theory of a Dead Band concert was playing. That was at the, the stage over by the D, kind of the middle one. Yeah. And that's all this far. That's was great, though. You just walk out the side door there at oh, Circa. Oh, awesome. It's a band. Sit there. Had a fun time. Oh, so good. Not chugging Jack Daniels, though, like that lady. <laughs> she was getting after it. Apparently so. Is she still fielded on Thursday too? Uh, well,
1: maybe. <laughs> hard to say. Hard yeah. to say. Anyways, baseball. Just real quick, because we're not gonna have a lot of time mm-hmm. to talk about baseball. Yesterday, Trent, I turned on and I I, I turned on uh, six sixty five, and I never switched the channel all night. Yeah, it was a hell of a game. Uh, it's a great listen. Steve Stone is so good. Benetti likewise. They're such a good duo. The game was terrific. Um, it felt. You hate to say it, kind of play off at. It kind of felt like it was... You knew you were watching a game that was meaningful. Certainly to the Astros as they want to maintain their, uh, their, their spot at the top of the American League, right? They want home field advantage. Uh, but the Twins had won. Mm-hmm. Cleveland had come back and won. And the White Sox knew that. Uh, and it was just a hell of a baseball game. This was a really good series amongst two teams that certainly look as though uh, they're both going to be
2: you know, White Sox... They well, get maybe, in, they're, gonna be, de- they're I agree. gonna be a tough out. I agree. I don't know if you can say that about the twins. Nah. I don't think you can say that you know about the twins. I don't
1: know. I know you know why I'm not sure you can say that about the twins. They're starting pitching as opposed. I love Cease. hmm I have Giolito's not been great. Kopeck last night six strong. I mean yeah. he pitched six good innings. But he's last good, night. he's really good. Yep.
2: Twins don't outside of what, Sonny Gray?
1: and Ryan, maybe. Ryan maybe. maybe.
2: And then Dylan Bundy? No. Right. And those guys, they have been very steadfast. As mm-hmm. you're going to go through the order twice, maybe a third time. Like they give, maybe they gave Sonny Gray an opportunity to do it, and he wasn't good. It just Sonny Gray, I think, is now opponents are batting three forty three against him the second time or third time through. Hmm. Okay, that's why they do that. Well, it was a good night of baseball last night. Uh, real
1: quick on this, because you are, spend so much time covering high school sports, mm-hmm. uh, I,
2: the, the piece that
1: uh, high school athletes are going to be able to participate on in NIL. Is it really that big of a deal? No. I mean, who, uh, how much money is a high school athlete going to get? Right. And, and here's the other thing. Uh, I'll use Ankeny because I live in Ankeny. Yep. Are people in Waukee going to go someplace because the starting running back for Ankeny mm-hmm. is recommending this? Right. Or he's, he had a great experience with this car. He's bought one car in his, his or her life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what what kind of opportunities are out there? Now, I say that knowing full well that I cannot grasp that there's, air quote, influence what influencers yes. out there that are making huge money I don't know how on Instagram on Instagram yeah so maybe I'm completely uh over the tips of my skis on this but when
2: I heard when I read the piece that said he's like is this really that big a deal and so what if they do yeah that's my takeaway exactly good for them if they can get it right I don't think there's going to be a ton out there but there will be some mm-hmm. and so be it you know for when we first heard about Xavier Wampa when we first heard about Caden Proctor, when Remember Joel Lanning, the first time we heard about him. and Right. A car dealership, when he turns 16, wants to give him a car? Well, yeah. Good. Never thought about
1: that. Yeah, that was good. Sure. You know, you, but
2: it would be an Ankeny dealership, and you, nobody's you would, driving from Waukee to Ankeny no. because Joel Lanning, Ankeny Hawk, got a car. But everybody in Ankeny says, hey, that's great, and mm-hmm. we're going to support our local. That's a good thing, isn't it? it I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. totally with you. I, I'm all about it. I think it'll be good. I don't. People are worried about transfers. Guess what? Kids transfer all the time anyway. Yes. This, is, this happened well before NIL. Uh-huh. This is not going to change things mm-hmm. that much. Are there going to be differences, just like there is in college athletics? Yes, but it's still going to be fine. The, the wrestler at Southeast
1: Polk, when it's time for a new singlet, I go to. Well, right.
2: I mean, how big is that audience that's, yeah. that's
1: in the marketplace for that, right? Um Good, more power to him, mm-hmm. I hope. Make uh, that money. Bill Danklewich, Mary Danklewich, go out there and get that, uh, Get what do the kids call it, get that bag. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's coming up on 1020. We will get to the NFL. We're going to do so next. Dave Sinekin is going to be here. Theheadcheese.com. Got, not a kick out of this, but found that, um, oh, how far you've come, Alan Lazard. So Rogers ripped his receivers yesterday, mm-hmm. the young receivers. And the receivers had a a um, a team meet not a team meeting, a a, a position group meeting. And you know who's redressing them? The two veterans, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Good for him. Good for him.
2: He's going to get the troops together and, them, and say, uh, this we got to be better. This is what 12 expects. And he's going to get mad at you. Yep. He was mad at me. How many he, times has he ripped Alan Lazard oh, in his short career with Green Bay? Right. Mm-hmm. It goes back to him the next very, the next yes. series if he has to. And that's important, too. Mm-hmm. Was that game he had a drop? A pretty important drop? Yeah, there was. I remember. Trying. And then they went right back to him, yep. though. And yeah, then I think that play. showed you what... Trust that Rodgers had very early in his career, but you got to put in the work too. Mm-hmm. And as aloof and as weird as Aaron Rodgers is, Ooh, and he checks all of those boxes. He also is a guy that you got to work for. I mean, you got to put in the work for him. And, and if, if you, if do, you that, do, he's
1: going to help your stats. Oh yeah. And if you get if you get good stats and good numbers, and you
2: want to go somewhere else, it's probably going to help your opportunities. Devontae Adams, right? Does he put up those numbers if he was well, Chicago? No. Well, certainly not there. <laughs> if he was in Seattle. Drew Locke's there. I don't I know Drew Locke's there. <laughs> Just go around the league.
1: He is no, not the same wide receiver
2: without him. You're right. It's
1: ten twenty. We will uh, speak with Dave and He covers the Packers. Going to do some Bears in the same block, and then we'll take a break. We'll hear from Mitch Holtis who won't be live with us today, as they are packing things up, and he has a meeting with Andy Reid. He said to Coach Reid, "Like I got Miller and Condon at ten 50 we... <laughs> Didn't 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 Coach Reid didn't care. No, he didn't care. Uh, but uh, so that's the first hour of the program. Stephen M. Simple covers Nebraska. We'll get the latest on the Huskers and his perspective on the Big Ten. Meteorites at eleven five. Kenny White from Las Vegas. Trans- Play of the day miller and condon till noon is des moines sports station one hundred six point three, one twenty two. another day
2: is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
3: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now
0: back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent.
1: Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to talk some NFL. We're going to cover well, three of the regionals between now and the top of the hour, uh, Dave Sinekin momentarily, Bears' blog with Jeff Hughes, and then Mitch Holtis, Chiefs wrapping up training camp, St. Joe's heading back to Kansas City. Uh, him on tape here this morning, normally live with us live, but uh, circumstances will prevent him from doing that here today. But Dave Sinekin's live with us, theheadcheese.com, Dave, Trenton Ken, saddle up. Here we go. How are you?
3: Uh, great. Good morning, guys. Great to be back with you. And, uh, just great to be inching closer and closer to a new season.
1: Indeed it is. I can't wait for it. So lots uh, to cover with you. We haven't, uh, we're what two or three weeks into two weeks into this now. And, uh, uh, one, uh, exhibition preseason game behind us. Let's start with Jordan Love kind of. Um, mixed reviews, I guess, fair to say. Uh, Roger said, you know, when you plug the tape in, it wasn't as bad as some people have been led to believe. What did you see when you watched Jordan Love uh, in the uh, preseason affair?
3: Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. You, you want to try to glean so much, and you have to remember, you know, competition. Is the other team playing starters? Are they playing backups? You have to factor all of that in. San Francisco had a few defensive starters in, but, but not a lot. Uh, yeah, it was up and down. I, I think... He threw a really nice deep ball. He looked confident. He looked poised. He looked in control. Um, those are the kind of things I'm looking for right now, just his demeanor. Uh, I think the, the most unsettling thing for me was uh, he, he really struggles still to throw just simple out passes to the sidelines. Just little flat passes mm-hmm. are really the ones he really struggles with, and that's those to of gimmies in a Packer offense, the way it's set up. So he's got to work on that. But clearly, the interceptions. Uh, make make the story look really bad. But if you watch the game, the first two were clearly the receiver's faults. The third, uh, Matt LaFleur quickly absolved Love and said, yeah, that was a couple guys that ran the wrong routes. But, yeah, he might have been more careful throwing across the middle there. I think because the national perspective on Love, you look at three interceptions, and, and so all that bad press comes out, I think in part that's what led to Aaron Rodgers asking to have a meeting yesterday with all the receivers and the quarterbacks and the offensive coaches to talk about what it means to contribute right away in this offense as a young receiver and and to be consistent because I think he he believes the receivers' problems made Love's day look worse and and painted a poor narrative on him nationally as well as obviously for Rodgers as the leader of this team. He wants these guys to, to step up. So I think a lot of what Love's performance looked like was based on you're know, still getting on the same page with the receivers. He did have the starting offensive line such as it is right now out there to start the game, and so I thought that was a good benefit for him. So yeah, up and down, but uh, I, I think more good than bad as we watch it develop over these next couple games. I guess I was somewhat encouraged by what I saw.
2: Got to see a whole lot of Tyler Goodson, the undrafted free agent out of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on him? Aaron Jones is still there. AJ Dillon's still there. <laughs> but what kind of chance does Goodson have to make this roster? Continue to hear good things coming out of camp from him.
3: Yeah, it's a really interesting spot there because if they really like Kylan Hill, their seventh-round pick a year ago, who looked really explosive early and was to talk of camp a year ago and then blew out his ACL in a kickoff return, and he'll most likely start the season on pups. So there is a spot open. That third spot at the end of the year was held by Patrick Taylor, former Memphis guy, who showed some nice things. But he, he is no lock, and Goodson's going to get a good opportunity. He certainly, I thought, flashed last week. He had a nice opportunity at a couple really nice plays. Now, I'm not sure how well he knows the offense, how they feel about it in pass protection, uh, but he's got an opportunity there. They, they cut B.J. Baylor, a guy that he was brought in along with as an undrafted guy. He's the guy that survived between the two of them. They did bring back Dexter Williams this past week. Uh, the former Packer draft pick of Notre Dame is back in camp. They really like him, too. So there's competition for that third spot, probably among three guys. But I thought uh, his performance the other night uh, gave him a really good chance to, again, showcase what he can do against the Saints tomorrow night. Um,
1: Alan Lazard, former Cyclone, former Urbandale Jayhawk here. Um, he's the guy now, right? Or do, I mean,. Devonte Adams caught, what, 100, north of 100 passes last year. We know he's not there anymore, so those receptions are going to be divided up um, somehow. What's Lazard's ceiling? Think? He stays healthy uh, for the entire schedule. Could he flirt with 80 catches, 70 catches? What do you think they're expecting out of him?
3: Yeah, it's funny. I'm having a lot of fun verbal spats with Paul Charchi and the fantasy football guru up here in the Twin Cities who I think has him down at, you know, 40 or 45th, the wide receiver. And that's kind of the national perspective as that's where Lazard fits. And I just, I find that to be comical. I think he's not going to get the targets Devontae Adams got, obviously, and he is going to have to face a lot more number one cornerbacks than he's used to. You know, he's obviously lived off of other teams' mm-hmm. game planning against Devontae Adams. And he, you know, certainly made uh, productive games having that kind of coverage against him. But now he steps into that number one role. I think he's up to the challenge. I think he is going to get, you know, 100 targets from Aaron Rodgers. Who else is Rodgers going to throw to right now? I mean, I I do think the running backs are going to be really active in the passing game. I think Robert Tunyon appears to be closer to returning than we thought. That's good. But after Lazard, there are question marks. I mean, Cobb and Watkins are certainly going to get the first shots, I think. But we, we both know, we all know that injuries you know, certainly have derailed both of those guys in recent years. There's no guarantee that you're going to have them. And the rookies, you know, you just don't know how quickly they're going to develop. So, until they decide to maybe add a veteran, whether that's before camp ends, before preseason ends, or before the trade deadline, I still think before this is all said and done, they're going to bring in a guy probably in midseason. But uh, there is a real opportunity, I think, for Lazard to have a, a terrific season. And I'm I'm bullish on him. I think he's going to be a fantasy stud. and The guy that is being drafted criminally low across the country right
2: now. Well, the guy that's going to be throwing to him is not the guy we talked about at the top. It is, of course, the guy that's dating a witch. He uh, <laughs> off-season with uh, trips to Peru, and uh, he is just a, a different kind of cat. What can you tell us about that weirdo, Aaron Rodgers?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, and, and the hallucinogenics that he right. enjoyed that really Jeez. got his mind in the right space. Right. Hey, uh, you know what? The guy's won the last two MVPs, there you, you know, go. and so I yep. can do whatever he wants off the field. And, and ultimately, you know, his teammates really, you know, to a man speak glowingly about him. So I'll go with that. He's yep. fun to to make fun of, and I certainly have had my fun with him as well. But, you know, certainly in the regular season, there's no more fun guy to watch week in, week out. And uh, I still think he's got, you know, he likes to live off that ship on the shoulder, you know, and he's really enjoyed that the last couple of years. Now he's got another one, you know, People look at Green Bay right now and say, "What's the weakness of this team?" Well, it's the passing offense. Imagine that. Green Bay's mm-hmm. passing offense is the weakness, and so he's hearing all that. And I think he's he's driven to show that you know what I can still play near an MVP level even without 17. And uh, we'll see if he can. But uh, I'll take a Green Bay team where that's the weakness right now, because otherwise, I feel really good about the defense. The running game uh, looks like the offensive line is going to be healthier sooner rather than later. So uh, I trust Rodgers to make that passing game quick at some point. So. How,
1: how much longer, Dave? Do you think he'll be? Th- he'll be 39 in season, correct? I think. Uh, regardless, I mean. He's yeah, been...
3: I think he turns 39 in December. I believe.
1: Right. So is, is this it? One or two more? What, what's he said? It seems like he's been rejuvenated when it comes to football.
3: I, I've, I've gone on record on the radio here. I think this is his last season. Do I, you? I really do. I, I think he's just going to play this year. Um, if they win at all, obviously that makes it really easy. Mm -hmm. Obviously circumstances might make me change my mind but I truly believe, he believes right now, if you're in his private circle and you ask him, I believe he would say I'm pretty sure this is going to be it. He's dropped hints about the parallels to Love's start to his start and this is Love's third year sitting. He would need to start next year if Green Bay wants to figure out if they're going to put that fifth year year on his deal. I just get the hunch that you know he's made a ton of money yeah 50 million a year is tough to to walk away from but I just get the feeling that this is it so that's the way I'm betting right now and uh, I guess I'll be surprised if he comes back and plays another year beyond this one
1: and last thing Dave in uh, 15 seconds or so 13 wins again last year uh what 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 kind of record do you see this team having uh, when the, the season comes to an end
3: yeah, I, I think it's an 11 or 12 win team. I mean, maybe they get to 13 for a fourth straight season. Obviously, it's always about, about health, but I just think defensively, one to 11, this is the best defense I can remember for at least a dozen years in Green Bay. I think it's going to be the talk of the team. Like their schedule is not that daunting. Uh, and I just think if those, they get Bacciari and Jenkins back sooner rather than later. Uh, it's going to be tough to keep them from winning 12 or 13 again this year.
1: Uh, Dave, thank you. As always, appreciate you agreeing to uh, do this for us uh, for yet another year. Theheadcheese.com is the blog. Dave Sinekin is our guest. Dave, thank you.
3: Uh, My pleasure, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Indeed you
1: will. Thank you. Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. From the the, uh, Packers, To the Bears, dear Jeff Hughes, thebearsblog.com, the Bears Tonight ESPN has it, Seattle and Chicago. Jeff, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on, Jeff Hughes. How are you?
4: I'm doing great. It's preseason football, baby. (laughs) Let's go. Let's get into
1: it. I'm with you. Six
4: six to ten plays. We're going to see six (laughs) to ten of the hardest plays. You've
1: ever seen. Uh, it's it's going to be like I don't know what kind of year to expect. I know that usually most football. If you if you follow the NFL, you've got a team, and this point you're jumping out of your skin because the 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 parity in this league. Sooner or later, everybody gets a turn at the top. Doesn't seem like this going to be the uh, ter- the year for the Bears to get their turn at the top. What do you think's realistic for this team this year, Jeff?
4: I I honestly think it, it's it's one of the easiest. Seasons to enter if you're a Bears fan, if you're Bears media, if you're around the Bears, because expectations are just progress. Let's see these young players. uh, Let's see if they make the impact. Listen, the camp has been a rousing success. The players are absolutely on board with this flu system. The rookies have looked good both in the preseason and in practice sessions. The quarterback is coming along. That's all the expectations are going to be this year. We need to exit this season with a plausible belief that this is a playoff team in twenty twenty three if they make the right offseason moves. That's that's it. Come out of this season with a fan base that's excited for the future. And I have I kind of think it's going to happen. I mean, I I've changed my tune on this team a lot in the last ten days to fourteen days because of just how good this rookie class has looked both in practice and in that first game. So I'm I'm excited to watch them play but I don't think they're going to win a
2: ton of games. Evaluating Justin Fields this year, it's going to be a difficult proposition with a wide receiver room that, frankly, has got to be the worst in the league. I like Darnell Mooney. Pringle can do you something. St. Brown, maybe he's got a chance, but it is not a deep receiver room when you look at the other 31 teams in the league. How do you evaluate Justin Fields in a year that very well could be? Four or five victories in a wide receiver group that isn't very good. What are you looking for out of Fields this year?
4: Well, I'd also add this, trend. I'd add this first year in this system, Aaron Rodgers struggled. I mean, struggled by Aaron Rodgers' sure. uh, status, but Aaron Rodgers struggled. Matt Ryan struggled. Quarterbacks tend to struggle that first year. Here's how you evaluate Justin Fields. Is he holding onto the football too long? Are his mechanics out of whack? Is he making the right reads? Is he going through his progressions? Is he taking the steps that a young quarterback has to take to become one of the elite in the league? And Listen, we can talk about practice all you want. We hear a lot about how he's looked great mechanically, how the, he's fixing all the flaws. None of that matters until they start keeping the score. So we will see it over the... And I would say the same thing about Justin that I said about the whole team. We need to believe at the end of this season that he's the guy. Because the Bears are probably going to be picking top 10, top 12, somewhere in that vicinity in a quarterback-heavy draft. Right. So this, they need to believe... But this is the guy moving forward. Now, right now, they're saying everything correct. They all are on board with this kid. He's not going for 4,500 yards with this receiving court. He's just not. But let's let's get him into the mid-threes. Let's have double the touchdowns to interceptions. Let's have him run effectively and run smart and get down and slide and do all those things (laughs) they need to see him do so he can be a long-term answer. And I think if he does those things, People will be very excited come the end of
1: the year. Well, and come the end of the year, this is a very quarterback heavy draft. And, uh, you guys have given away a lot of first round picks over the last few years. Maybe this is a year that, you know, that, um, you do have the opportunity to get a few of those first round picks back. Uh, maybe that's the positive. So Cappy, David Kaplan, when he joined us yesterday, I didn't see the Bears, uh, the uh, preseason, their opener last week. He was raving about Jaquan Brisker, who we saw yeah. in, in, in college. Uh, did he catch your eye as well?
4: I mean, he caught everybody's eye. One thing I'll say about Brisker is they left him out there for a series against the backup Chiefs, and he looked like a man among boys, which is what you want to see when a guy is left out there for an additional series against the other team's backups. The talk since these guys showed up, both Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon at corner, is that the Bears got two first-round secondary guys in this draft. Uh, And if that's the case... When you add in Jalen Johnson, when you add in Eddie Jackson, that secondary, secondary on this team goes from maybe its biggest weakness last year to now its biggest strength. And that would be such a feather in the cap of Ryan Poles to mm-hmm. have rebuilt an entire unit in one offseason is very difficult to do. So, yeah, Brisker has, has really invigorated the fan base. But it wasn't just Bris- Brisker. It was Jack Sanborn in the second half. It was Trenton Gill's punts. It was Braxton Jones at left tackle looking like a starting left tackle found in the fifth round. It was just a lot of kids out there playing supremely well. Again, preseason game, you don't go crazy. But when you see that as a fan base that's going into a season with low expectations, it enables you to get excited about September. And and that's that's a real achievement here for the Bears.
2: It's funny you brought up Trenton Gill because that was on my list. A, A punter. Now, I'm an Iowa football fan, so of course, punting is, is an important part of the uh, oh, yeah. of everything for me, but boy, seeing this guy, when they draft him in the seventh round, what are they doing? Just take a flyer on another wide receiver, you know, something like that. The dude, he's ready to go right away, and him and Santos, all of a sudden, those Bears special teams that have had some problems in the past, looking pretty good. And it looks like Tristan Edner,
4: who they drafted as well, uh, looks like he's going to be the kick return man, mm-hmm. and probably will usurp Khalil Herbert as a second running back. It, it It's again, Gill's punts were fantastic. Ebner was good on the roof. Again, you just start piecing together all these young players. And as a fan base, it gives you something to rally behind in a season where nobody expects them to win 10 games. They're not going to win 10 games. Right. If they win 10 games, it's because Justin Fields has had a remarkable season and has taken a supreme leap in year two. And there's just the deck is stacked against him for that right now. So uh, no, I, I listen, I don't overreact to preseason games, but when you have a punter knocking balls inside the five on, on successive kicks, that's something to get excited about. And I think they're going to be good on specials. They're going to be good on defense. And they're going to be what they are on offense. They're going to be mediocre or worse. And next offseason will be about rebuilding that unit and adding firepower. Uh,
1: help us out with the division. How do you handicap the, uh, the NFC North this year?
4: I... I I'm not a believer in the Vikings. I'm never a believer in Kirk Cousins. I don't think he can, I don't think he can win the big game. So for me, it's it's a 12-win Packer team, a 9, maybe 10-win Vikings team, and the other two somewhere in the 6-7 range. Um, I keep saying about Detroit, again, as a fan base, I, I know I want to have a lot of success, but until you start the clock at quarterback, you are not in a rebuild, right? So don't tell me about the Dan Campbell Lions until you tell me wh- who's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. When are you starting that clock? And they haven't started it yet because Jared Goff is, is no one's long term answer. So uh, that's the to be right. And by the way, I would say the same thing about the Vikings. If, if I were starting over, I might have started over at quarterback as well. But they're, they're, there's a lot of firepower on that on that Vikings offense. But I also think they're running up against a really good Packers defense. And I think that that Rogers will will be the difference, and, you know, I see the the Packers as a one or two season.
2: How does the Roquan Smith, how does this all shake out ultimately?
4: Listen, it should never have gotten to here, and if Roquan Smith hired an agent six months ago when he was instructed to, it never would have gotten to here. Negotiations get personal when it's the player negotiating with the organization. That's why you hire an agent. And so, because the team is trying to tell you you have less value than you have, and you're trying to convince the team you have more value than they think. And that's, that's a recipe for contention. So, if I'm the Bears, and I've kind of flip-flopped on this a little bit, but if I'm the Bears, I sit them down and say, here's what your offer is. You don't want it. We can ship you out for a 2 and a 5 The Bears are not an inside linebacker away from winning it. There are very few franchises in the league that are. That's why they're not going to get a first rounder for him. So, you're, you're in a spot right now where you're Roquan. Do you take the 90-95 million, which puts you right in line with the Warners and the Leonards, or do you hold out and want to hit that 100 million threshold, break the bank, and basically force your franchise to overspend for an off-ball linebacker when they don't have a top offensive lineman and they don't have a top wide receiver? To me, we're getting to a point now where I think the Bears would consider trading him. They don't want to, but they would if, if he continues to hold um, and not
1: jump well, if uh, Dave Sinek, who just joined us, uh, and you may have heard him at the very end there, he thinks that uh, this is Aaron Rodgers' last year. Uh, this division is about to go over a whole a different facelift, right? If Kirk Cousins, uh, Fields, Goff, and Love are the four quarterbacks, I like your chances. I mean, maybe, just maybe, that light at the end of the tunnel is starting to become uh, a, a get a little bit closer. Can you see it that way? I I,
4: 100%. In the last 10 days, again, my my mindset has really changed. Well, I'll just take one player. If Braxton Jones, a fifth-round draft pick, who has taken the left tackle spot literally from the day he arrived, if he turns out to be a success at left tackle, think of the problems that solves immediately. If Kevin Jenkins tonight, who's going to start at right guard, if he settles in there and all of a sudden solidifies right guard, you're talking about an offseason next year where a field is okay, where all you're looking to do is add the big receiver, get the draft, maybe one more offensive lineman. Now all of a sudden, the offensive picture comes together, and he trusts Flus with the defense. The second Rodgers leaves this division, the division's wide open. I've seen enough of Jordan Love to know that Jordan Love can't play. Right. So it, we are at a we are at a place now where it's it will be the Packers division until Rodgers is gone. When Rodgers goes. I think it's up for grabs. But the Bears are positioned right now to be ready a year or two from now with a young roster to pounce on a rodgers list division, and we just have to hope one day that happens.
1: Well, uh, it, it seems like it's, it's, it's getting closer to that time. You and, brought
2: me optimism. I need it. Right, Trent? Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I needed way. it.
1: He had a bad week earlier this week when <laughs> talking about his squad. And anything that you can do to get Michael Schofield out of the lineup at right guard, that that yeah. is an upgrade. He's more he's better or, uh, than... That
4: that was this week too. That was it was a. They saw what they needed to see from Schofield in the first preseason game. He was getting full They immediately went to what their initial plan was, which was Jenkins to slide inside. If mm-hmm. Jenkins is healthy, he's playing that position. Mm-hmm. Schofield will be a swing guard and and nothing more.
1: Great stuff, Jeff Hughes. Uh, thanks for doing this. For look uh, forward to our conversations throughout the season. Thank you, Jeff.
3: Bye. Talk soon, guys.
1: Yep, take care. Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog, as we catch up on two of the squads in the uh, NFC North. Packers, this is it for Aaron Rodgers. Do mm-hmm. you think it is?
2: No. <laughs> what, how did you put he's dating a witch? Yes. <laughs> that was good. Taking hallucinogens. Yep. Yep. Drinking that weird tea. Oh, he's a different guy but who, wouldn't you love him on your squad? Well, Yeah. As your quarterback. <laughs>
1: yeah. Not everything else that goes along with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's... How many franchises would... 28, 27, 26. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 28. 28, probably a fair number. He's still a top-five quarterback in the league. won the MVP last year. Two years in a row. Yeah. Right. Uh, we'll hear from Mitch Holtis. He won't be live with us today. They're packing up things in St. Joe's. Uh, he is uh, walking into Andy Reid's office as we speak, uh, where he's going to meet with the head coach, and then he'll be back with us live next week. But Mitch Holtis sent us along some uh, some thoughts, brought to us by Papa Johnson of Central Iowa. We'll get the Vikings next week. For you Vikings fans wondering, well, what about our team? Uh, we'll get to them. Promise. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.5. Mylasicoffer.com
4: for deep. no, no one gets-
1: Condon, welcome back. Five minutes before 11. Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Thanks to Dave Sinekin, Jeff Hughes, DeBearsBlog.com. Tristan Worst left practice again today. Ooh. This was a core uh, issue, apparently. Uh, No word yet to the severity of it. I hope to get an update today on uh, Mitch. Yesterday we talked about uh, Hardman leaving, Mm -hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster not being able to answer the bell, Chris Jones leaving. uh, Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon, yeah, a handful of the guys. Well, they're wrapping things up in St. Joe's. The Chiefs are. Mitch won't be live with us today, back with us tomorrow, but he did send along this report. Of course, it's brought to us by our friends at Papa John's of Central Iowa.
0: It's a wrap on my 29th Chiefs training camp and the 12th here in St. Joe as the Chiefs had a brief practice in helmets and drills. The final practice in St. Joe is also the annual Military Appreciation Day, where all of the branches of the armed services are represented, thanked by Coach Reed, the Chiefs players, and the Chiefs organization. Rosecrans Air Base here in St. Joe has an international impact with the training of C-130 crews from all around the world. The Chiefs didn't have to go around the world to find the steal of the 2021 NFL draft when they found a first-round talent in the sixth round. Right guard Trey Smith on the offensive line had an amazing rookie season, playing 1,200 snaps in his initial year, and he played them very well and with an attitude. Trey Smith specializes in the pancake block, flattening opposing defenders like a pancake on a griddle. But Trey Smith, in his second year, knows he doesn't have to be perfect or always go for the
3: kill shot every snap. Uh, One of the biggest things for me, is everything I do doesn't have to be a vicious like knockout blow. You know, sometimes being under control and fitting up is more effective. So, uh, just taking the coaching from uh, you know Coach Heck, just applying that, and just being more detailed learning with my game all around.
0: Going for the knockout blows it like a boxer. Like I wait for and then I strike. I mean, <laughs> I because mean, you'll hit a knockout blow.
3: Yeah, there there are opportunities. Um, just you know the times when to take that opportunity and when to, you know, pull back a little bit. That's sort of where I need to grow
0: in a little bit. Now for Trey Smith and his Chiefs teammates. It's on to preseason game number two, Saturday afternoon at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium against the Washington Commanders. Tomorrow, my report will be from Kansas City. For the last time in 2022 in St. Joe, I'm Mitch Holtis, Voice of the Chiefs.
1: Uh, thank you, Mitch, and uh thank you to Papa John Central Live for making that possible. So what I've noticed in the last couple of days mm-hmm. is Mitch has put the field name on there. This is this new? I must G E what is it? G E F H at Arrowhead. Hit those sponsors. You got to, right? Yes. You, you have to do it. They um Had the opportunity. Not sure I know anything about the company, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure we will before the season. And then all of a sudden you
2: Google it, and yeah. There they are.
1: Uh uh, They had a great draft. You just heard from Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey. They didn't have a first round pick last year, and they got two starters on that (laughs) offensive line. Two guys that look as though they could be core offensive linemen for, I don't know,
2: a decade. And for the disappointment of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He has been, hasn't he? You got McKinnon. Yep. If he's healthy, he right? can do some things. Ronald it, Jones, I thought he was in the league longer than he's been yeah, in the league. Yeah, he's a talented guy. Mm-hmm. Not not always the smartest of football players. It seems like he makes a bad mistake at a bad time that's happened throughout his career with Tampa Bay, but he's a really talented player. And this Pacheco from Rutgers, you yeah, remember I him. Yeah, do, I absolutely do. That dude, I mean, he made plays on some yes, bad teams. Uh, on some awful teams. And he's making plays mm-hmm. for that's pretty good. And they still got, what, Derek Gore out there? I they got a lot of backs. So, if it is not Clyde Edwards-Hilaire that just runs with the job, they're going to be fine in the backfield. They want to run the ball a whole lot more this year. But that offensive line, yeah. you're going to be able to do yeah, that. I think so, too. And the defense is going to take a step mm-hmm. forward. I'm convinced. Oh, and of that. by the way, they have uh, that number 15 what's guy. What's
1: that guy's name again?
2: His dad played in the major leagues. I don't know if you heard that. I hadn't. Yeah. What's his, What's his brother like and his wife? <laughs> well, they're weirdos. <laughs> I think they like to hang out with Aaron Rodgers.
1: Unbelievable. All right, uh, that's going to do it for the first hour of the program. We are going to get back into the Big Ten media rights deal, and we're going to talk to one of our weekly contributors during the college football season. Yes, we talk Nebraska football here. Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star, joins us every week. We will talk to Sip. They Sipp. Uh, the Huskers uh, get set to head to Dublin. Um I wonder when they'll leave. We'll, we'll find out. Simple join us next. And then Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com. Miller & Condon, hour two next, Des Moines Sports Station.